Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast right here from the WCRD studios recording on Thursday, February 13th, 2020. I'm Grant Kobe, joined as always by Sam Filman. Sam, it's a wonderful Thursday. We finally got around to recording this this week, but uh, how's your week been? It's going pretty good. We had a show on Monday, but uh, how's your week going? It's been, it's been going good. My one pick on our radio show turned out a success. So I'm just I'm just I'm just happy I'm just happy this week. Yeah, that's good. We got uh, Valentine's Day coming up tomorrow, and then uh, spring break just a couple of weeks away. Oof. Seems kind of unreal, but I am definitely ready for that. Uh, we're gonna start and we're gonna start this new format with our podcast, and we mentioned on the radio show Monday. So instead of of doing like an hour long episode, we're just gonna do twenty minute installments. That allows us to upload on Anchor. Uh, which will put it on platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So we think if we record in 20-minute segments, we will be good. Um, and that should uh, should be good for us, be good for you. And in these 20-minute segments, we're just going to stick to one topic. So if you don't like the title of the episode, um, then you don't have to tune in. And that's perfectly fine. That's We're kind of making this more um, user-friendly. So uh, if you want to listen to NBA conversation, well, you turn into the segment about NBA. If you want to listen to MLB conversation, you tune into the segment about the MLB. So it's going to be fun, and I think it's going to be a ton of success. So we are going to start with the NBA today. Two more matchups tonight before the All-Star break starts on Friday, and uh, Friday through Sunday you have the All-Star Weekend uh, with the skill showdown on Saturday. You have uh, World versus USA on Friday. And then no games until Thursday, the 20th next week. Uh, so teams getting some some much needed rest. But Sam, what what is the state of the NBA? Like so far this season, what, what have you noticed? Obviously the Lakers looks like they're going to be in control out west. But the east is still... Very much up for grabs. So, what what is your take on how the NBA has unfolded? You know, just uh, you know, we're about what fifteen games over the halfway point to the to this point. Uh, I think it just shows how the East is progressing. In years past, we would say the Western Conference is totally better than the Eastern Conference. But looking at it, the Eastern Conference isn't to the Western side of things. But they're getting to it. Like when you look at the amount of contenders in the East, it's unreal. You got the Bucks with Giannis. You got the Raptors, who are somehow managing a second seed in the East despite losing Kawhi Leonard. You got the Celtics, who are solid with Jason Tatum in their young court. You got the Heat with Jimmy Butler. You got the 76ers. You got the Pacers. So I think it just shows you that the East isn't really that weak of a conference anymore compared to years past. Because really, people thought of it as a joke, and I think I think this year's kind of changing people's minds about the stereotypical stereotype that is the Eastern Conference. I think you're right. I think uh, there's a lot more balance mm-hmm. to it, and compared to the Western Conference. I mean, you look at the Western Conference, and you have the Lakers at 41 and 12, but by the time you get to the eighth seed, it's the Grizzlies at 28 and 26. Well, the eighth seed in the East has a losing record, which isn't necessarily the best thing, but I feel like there's more balance in the top five teams. Mm-hmm. For for instance, Houston at fifth, um, they are at 34 and 20. The 76ers at 34 and 21, they're at fifth in the East. So those are relatively the same, but 
it just feels like there's more balance. There's more chance for upset, I think, mm-hmm. when you when you talk about playoffs in the East. I think there's going to be a lot more chance for that. Uh, we are going to have an emphasis on the Pacers since we are here yep. in uh, central Indiana, and uh, we want to get into that. The Pacers last night taking down the Bucks. Uh, they were without Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton. What do you make of that win? I, it ended a six-game win streak, which is always good. You mean but, losing streak? Uh, losing streak, which is always mm-hmm. losing streak. The bad kind of streak. Yeah. What What do you make of that game in particular? Because it, uh, you know, it ended a losing streak, but at the same time, they were without Giannis. They were without Chris Middleton, um, and so. What do you think the state of the Pacers is now that we're in the All-Star break? I think there were some ups and downs and positives and negatives you could take away from the game. The positive where it ended that six-game losing streak. They go into the All-Star break with at least one win, which I think is solid considering that they're still figuring out what to do with Victor Oladipo. But the negative, as you mentioned, they're without Giannis. They didn't play at full strength. I think they were without Kyle Korver and like one other name. So it's not exactly the greatest win. But it's still a solid win. It's still against a division opponent. It's still against the Bucks. So I think I think that is worth mentioning because it's still win. It still looks good going into the All Star break. But I mean, it's just kind of just kind of just disappointing from the standpoint they were up by twenty, I believe, at one point. They were they were just going in on all cylinders, and then it just fell apart towards the. Kind of end of, end of it. The Bucks outscored the Pacers twenty six to fourteen in the third quarter. I thought they had the game in the bag, and then in the fourth quarter they they let the Bucks back into it, but ultimately pulled out a win. So my kind of thought process was, yeah, it's a solid win, but I kind of expect more against the Bucks without Giannis from this Pacers team. Yeah, um, it just felt like the Pacers were just trying to get to the All Star break, mm-hmm. and the All Star break would have happened two weeks ago. I think the Pacers would have really been happy. The Pacers were up 68-45 to 45 at the half, and uh, they dwindled away that lead. And as we've learned with the NBA, no lead is ever safe. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no no time where the lead that you have is going to be safe. Is T.J. Warren one of the most underrated players in the league to this point? I would say so, just because you know what you're going to get out of him, and that's a consistent kind of 15 to 20 points a night. He's a consistent scorer. He doesn't do everything great. His defense is questionable at times. He's definitely one of our better defenders. But like you saw against Jimmy Butler, he couldn't really hack it. So he is undervalued in his scoring aspect, but I wouldn't say he's necessarily undervalued as a complete player. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He, he's now the team leader in points per game at 18.5. So bonus right under him at 18.3. Brogdon at 16.6. So... I mean, the Pacers have a handful of players averaging in double figures, as most NBA teams do. Um, you have Aaron Holiday right there at 9.9. He's put out some good production. Uh, it's just going to be a process of getting you know Oladipo back into mm-hmm. this offense. And I think you know through the seven games that Oladipo has played, he, he's averaged 11 points, which is good. Uh, his shooting hasn't been the best, right? Uh, he had some shooting struggles early, and people were calling saying, hey, Oladipo needs to quit shooting you got to go to your other resources. And it's like, no, Oladipo is the, the, he is the team. I mean, he is the star. It's not Malcolm Brogdon. It's not Demonis Sabonis. I don't care who you are. It's Oladipo. I mean, that's what he was brought here to do. 
obviously he went to Indiana University. Now he plays for the Pacers. That's what he was brought here to do is to be the leader on this team. And people were calling for him to, to quit shooting. And and this was two games in. Two, I mean, two games back, three games back, whatever it was. And I'm like, no, he needs to do all the shooting he can. Now, late game situations, maybe he passes it off. But during the game, he needs to be getting up as much, most shots as possible because he's trying to get back. There's a bit of a transition period like we talked about Monday. There's a transition period where Oladipo necessarily is not fitting in with the offense and that's fine the transition period is happening in february that's fine the playoffs don't start until what april mm-hmm. so that's fine oladipo not fitting into the offense right now is fine there is no need to panic if you're a pacers fan i mean no need this this losing streak yeah it sucked right you're now only nine games above 500 but I think this team has the potential to bounce back after the All-Star break and be one of the best teams in the East post-All-Star break. They're going to have some practices in there. They're going to take some time off. Nate McMillan's going to draw something up. And, and there's talk about Nate McMillan on the hot seat, which I you can't dismiss that conversation. I mean, you really can't. I think it's going to come down to postseason play this spring. Uh, we'll determine uh, McMillan's future, in my opinion. But... This All-Star break came at a good time. They got a win to go in. I said it would be bad if they would have went on, what, a seven-game losing streak? That mm-hmm. would have been not good. But they went in. They got some momentum going in. And now they're going to have time to adjust their offense, and I think they'll be just fine. I will disagree with you on Victor Oladipo's shooting because, yes, he does need to take shots. But look at last night. He only took seven shots. And for the most part, the offense excelled. So uh, Brogdon finished with 17 points and 13 assists. I feel like that shows that he needs to kind of defer. I'm not saying completely. I'm not saying don't shoot at all. I'm just saying limit your shots. Because if if he could shoot 5 of 7 or 6 of 8 and get 15 points, that's all we need him to do. We don't need him to put up 30 like we would have last season. We need him to defer to the other stars, like TJ Warren, who can score 35, who can, who with DeMontis, who can put in a nice 15 and 20 and put up a double-double. Miles Turner was hitting last night. So I'm not saying completely shut off his scoring. I'm just saying be more open to your other superstars because unlike last season, he has people who have the ability to score at high numbers, so he doesn't need to do everything. No, I'm not saying that that Oladipo is going to carry this team yes. in any way because he's not. But I was fine. You know, I would be fine with Oladipo taking what seven shots, yeah, eight, yeah. having 15 points. I am fine with that. So I'm fine with 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 that. But at the beginning, you got to get that shooting back. Yes, you gotta I get, agree. You you got to get that back. So I, I think it's going to be interesting to see where this Pacers offense goes from here. It has the potential to be very successful. Mm-hmm. You have Sabonis and you have Turner, which honestly is not the common uh, matchup. I mean, it's not or the lineup. I mean, it's not the common lineup that you see. Um, it, it's not. Um, so I think it's going to be. Interesting. We saw Houston trade Clint Capella, and now they have a starting lineup of all yeah. uh, what under six two or something six, like six, that. Seven. Under six seven. So it's going to be interesting. And, and if the Rockets can win by high flying the three point ball, mm-hmm. 
whatever works, I guess. And yeah. I think it's going to be to be interesting to see the state of the Rockets mm-hmm. coming up. Um, they do have uh, one more meeting with the Pacers. That's here at home on March 27th. Sam, I was I was looking at, at Pacers games last night because mm-hmm. we have spring break coming up. And I was like, I'd like to get to at least one Pacer game this year. Um, and I, I pull up the schedule and... The entire week that we have off for spring break, they're on the road. <laughs> Saturday, February 29th to Sunday, March 8th, they're on the road. But you could also go during a weekend because I know they play a couple Saturday games. Yeah, yeah, I definitely could so. could go down on the weekend, but I just found it funny. You know, yeah. the week that I have off and I could go to a midweek game where mm-hmm. tickets are really cheap. No, they, uh, they're, they're on the road that week. So that was... That was Unfortunate. Not, not fun. Mm-hmm. Not fun for me to find out, but you know it happens. So uh, the Pacers also have uh, three, four, five more uh, nationally televised games. That includes a date with the Boston Celtics, uh, the Golden State Warriors, the Bucks again, and the uh, Portland Trailblazers. So um, yeah, the Pacers got one more crack at the Bucks uh, before this season is over. Is is that a game where you look at where the pay? I don't want to say must win, but it's coming up March fourth in Milwaukee. It's not a must win, but it would look good, right? It, it, <laughs> I mean, yeah, any win I mean, looks like, good. Yeah, like any win against the number one team would look good. I mean, it just depends if Giannis is back because that would look even better. But I would say let's let's see how they perform against because their first games against a relatively easy opponent, in the Knicks. I would say wait till that game, and then they start ramping up their competition against the. Toronto and then Charlotte and Portland. So I would say wait to see how they're performing after the All-Star break their first five games or so before we can start jumping ahead because we we don't know how they'll bounce back after the All-Star week, which is what a, a week, I think a week, right? It's yeah, week. the Pacers so, have yeah. from now until the 21st. 21st. So yeah, next I, Friday. So let's just see how they do with that break and then we could start focusing on Milwaukee, Boston, Dallas and whatnot. Yeah, uh it it'll it'll be interesting. I, I think the Pacers, you know, they're gonna have opportunity to succeed and mm-hmm. whether or not they they uh, take that or not. I mean last year they had a tough stretch in March, which this March is gonna look a little easier, um but still tough. I mean you have Boston, Philadelphia in there. Houston, Miami, who's looking really, really good right now. Were you fine with the Pacers staying, uh, staying put at the trade deadline? I mean, it's not something that we see often. I mean, the Pacers hardly ever make a move at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not what Kevin Pritchard, yeah. you know, b- thinks. And in, in here in Indianapolis, we never really get the satisfaction of a trade deadline. I mean, Chris Ballard and the Colts say really never do anything at the trade deadline. Were you fine with that? Uh, no, just because I wanted to see them if they could, if they would trade away TJ Leaf and TJ McConnell. TJ McConnell, I would say to free up those minutes for Aaron Holiday. I like TJ McConnell as a player. I like his kind of energy off the bench. He makes some great passes that I don't see a lot of players making. I just want Aaron Holiday elevated to become that bench guy that can bring that energy. And I think he would do fine doing that. He just doesn't have the minutes available. And then TJ Leaf just really hasn't done anything for us these past four I think four seasons that he's been on the team we drafted him in 2017 I mean he's just a bench player at this point I don't know I don't think he really has much potential if any so I would like to 
get like a second round pick out of him just to just to free up that roster spot because at this point he just comes in and blowouts. Like I don't know what the point in keeping TJ Leaf is. Who would you would you rather trade somebody out for draft picks or or would you want to bring somebody in if if you were to bring somebody in who who would it be? Oh, bringing someone in, I would. I know, like my ideal player would be Bradley Beal, just because he can fit in that that starting spot next to Brogdon just so perfectly. I would say. But that would that would be giving a lot of a lot of capital up, a lot of players that we want to keep. So I wouldn't say trade away for any players. I would just trade for the future, get more draft picks, free up those minutes for a holiday, and free up those minutes for Bataz Day to have. Yeah, I I agree with that. And uh, yeah, I was fine with the Pacers staying put at the trade deadline. Um, I don't think you're going to get um, much of anything mm. if you were to to pursue that. But I think it's going to wrap up wrap up the podcast. What do you? wrap up this episode man i can't get words out today where do you see this pacers team going from here from what i've seen so far i mean it's not it's not looking that great but i say give it time be patient give it give it a solid 15 games after that 15 games evaluate how this team's doing because we're just getting victor oladipo back so i'd say give it some time and and just have some patience, Pacer fans. I put out a poll earlier uh, this morning, and I asked a question, where do you see the Pacers season going now that we are the All-Star break? And the options were Eastern Conference Finals, NBA Finals appearance, first-round playoff loss, or the Conference Semifinals. Um, currently, three hours into the poll, 60% say conference semifinals and 40% say first round playoff loss. So nobody giving the uh, Pacers any chance to make the Eastern Conference Finals. Do no, you? It, it's just, I do not just personally because the Bucks, the Raptors, the Celtics, the Heat, the 76ers, we have to go through any one of these teams most likely. I just don't think unless the Pacers can figure it out, I... I just see the Bucks and the Raptors being in the Eastern Conference Finals. I, I don't know what it is. I just don't see the Pacers having the ability to contend with those teams. I think if, if they can get rolling, I think mm-hmm. they could make the Eastern Conference Finals, but it's all about getting hot at the right time. All right, final closing thoughts on these Pacers? Um, nope, just have some patience and give, give, it, give the Pacers some time. That's, that's all I would say. Give them time. It's going to be the theme of uh, after the All-Star break, I think. And I think that fans are going to enjoy this team they see eventually uh, come March. So I think it's going to be fun to watch. That's going to do it for us. Thanks for tuning into the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast, wherever you listen. Don't forget you can follow us on Twitter, Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter. Our handle is at Sports Talk at 6. That is Sports Talk, the letter or the, the word, at A-T then the numeral six. You can find us on Twitter there. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Grant Covey for Sam Thillman. Have a great night.